0: Hello and welcome. It is exciting Monday today and we always have a nice message for you. Today we're having two guests with us (laughs) and you know who they are? It's Jim and Lucy. Oh, I
1: thought thought she was putting me in the plural again, you know. (laughs) No,
0: today just, just two of us and we have something to talk about and we are talking about change in perspective.
1: Now before we start I need to tell you that I'm pretty I'm kind of bubbly right now not because it's almost dinner time and relaxing but primarily on Saturday right now we just walked outside and walked down to our favorite bakery and we bought ourselves a nice size not a big size but a nice little cube of this nutty dessert that we like and rather than getting two of them we decided uh, that we were going to just get one and cut it in half. And do you know when we did that, we had more than enough for two, for each of us, and we enjoyed that very much. But I want you to think about uh, how we see things. You know, sometimes we've often talked about how easy it is for us to see the good and what people post on Facebook or the the good and our neighbor moving to a new house or the new car that they happen to go shopping for and pulls up at the driveway. We, we we think about those things and we can't help but comparing ourselves to our neighbors or other people. It, it, some respects that can be good, but in others that can make us terribly restless in what we want to do. We look at ourselves so much in our own lens, our own perspective, perspective, our own viewpoint, as being failures so often that my marriage is not as good as the one that I believe my neighbors or friends or relatives actually have, that I'm doing worse than other people, that I married beneath me or over me or whatever it is, and we're never quite settled in. There is a place for us in life where we should be content. We always want to aspire for other things, but sometimes it is good for us to be content and be comfortable about where we are.
0: Well, being comfortable and content doesn't mean that you should stop uh, pursuing your higher dream, your next dream or your next goal. uh, Because whenever we achieve something, we want something else. And sometimes it's something just improvement here and there. And that's a good thing. Nothing bad than that, but it doesn't mean that you need to keep beating yourself up or something. I didn't have this, or this is a person even younger than I am, and they have more money or a better relationship or more of this and that. Well, you get what you earned. And when I say that, I don't mean you don't you get what you deserve, I mean you get what you work for. You get an extra job or changing job you make more money you work for it you got it you're working on your relationship you get a great relationship this is what you work for this is what you got you have the house or the apartment you don't like and you decide you want to redecorate whatever you do you start making more money or start investing simply into renovation or you do it yourself again you decide it you start doing it you got it this is what it is so You need to work on what you want, and a big part actually knowing what you want.
1: (laughs) It is knowing what we want, but I've been reading this book called Humankind, and it's a, it has been a highly successful book this year and last year, but they have something in it, and it's a wonderful story about World War II, and you realize the distance from across the channel, uh, for Germany, once they had taken, uh, occupied uh, France and all, to uh, send bombers to uh, to England, and the people on the island uh, were supposed to be isolated and uh, destitute because of the constant bombing that they didn't have much of a uh, from Germany that the Englanders did not have much of a uh, opposition against, but one thing they did have. It has this English thick upper lip, and that thick, strong upper lip is something that they, the psychologist, uh, said that they had a morale that could not be broken with the night of the nightly constant bombing from the German army or air force. They would not give up through the deaths, through the turmoil, they would not give up. And they said that there were a nation's morale that could not be broken and it just didn't work on the British because they were a special case or a special type of people. It said Churchill's right-hand man said that uh, what happened is that they took a a dim view of the masses and they said that bombing works because most people are cowardly and easily panicked. But in this case, uh, the British people decided that they were not going to be easily panicked. They were not going to be running helter-skelter and scampering. They were going to say, we're gonna get through this, we're gonna get through this together, not just individually, and we're gonna come out of this at the end, triumphant. They, despite the fact they couldn't see anything around them that showed them that they would come out champion of all of this, they still held the perseverance and determination that they would. And in telling you this, relating this story to you, we want you to do the same thing. It doesn't matter the winds of life blow hard in you and some of your best planned decisions that you thought were going to be perfect went awry. You have to have a thick upper lip about it. We took a trip many years ago. My, my, my kids were small to the Grand Canyon. We had planned this trip on buying a, uh, a Toyota van. We were excited about it. And we got all the way through the desert, and we got to the Grand Canyon. And when you notice, know my, wa- my daughter stepped out of the van. She stepped on a small pebble the size of your probably fingernail. And she stepped in a pebble, and she broke both of her legs. Don't ask me how that's possible. We put her in a hospital in some time. Somehow in Cottonwood, Arizona, this doctor came to help her. And when the doctor came to help her, he didn't know what he was going to have to do to her leg. And there she sat with a little girl that was looking, that was crying and her mom was crying, rocking her back and forth. And we're wondering about our vacation having ended so soon. This mother come to learn out was that her daughter had been this had had this illness, this debilitation for years and years and years. And it wasn't anything new for her. And there was nothing she really could do. It put things in perspective for us about how we were thinking about my daughter's leg, yet this daughter had a mental and physical illness that somehow she couldn't get out of and there was little help they could give her. Well, we eventually got my daughter's leg set. She was in a double cast and we finished our vacation surprisingly. But as we celebrated that and came to the uh, back end of Las Vegas to the desert now, our van burned to the ground, another mishap. But you know what? We put a smile on our face and we found a way to rent a car and get back home. And the and our life picked up and it went forward in the right way. So that's what I want you to do. See the good that happens from every negative out of it, because it's not really a negative. There's a teaching moment to it that can take you out on the other end better than where you left out.
0: Well, yes. In, and changing perspective is important because it will keep you going and keep you pushing towards your goal, your vision. And once you have that vision and that goal in your mind, those are the minor trick, minor tricks like changing perspective that will help you actually pursue that goal, no matter what. And that's what we want for you. and this is your homework for this week. So every week we have for you the task, the thing to try, to exercise to apply. And this week we want you to start seeing good and everything bad. Not just mysterious way, like no matter what happened, everything is wonderful. No, it's always something that can be looked upon differently. And every bad situation not necessarily will have bad outcome. Often it will turn out to be something like a bliss.
1: That's right. The only thing you're able to control is you. You're how you manage your thinking, and you determine your outcome for it. What other people do, you cannot do anything about. But you can, in some respects, control that to some extent. One way you can do it is by your behavior and the words that you use. So when you want to say something ill about your children, about a coworker, worker about the, your spouse or significant other, hold your breath. Count the three, and then think to yourself, would they really be trying to hurt me? How can I change the outcome of this? And you take the high road and be nice. Give them a hug and a kiss. Let them know you're sorry, you'll all do better next time. Because you know what, at the end of the day, it's you and your family, the ones that you love. We're here for you. We love you, we care about you, and you're not in this alone.
0: This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and, and Lucy.
1: Follow our podcast.
0: And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.